There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. An airline pilot, military veteran, transformational trainer and mentor, and clear conscious channel, Vince Kramer brings a unique experience to the world of transformation and purpose-driven growth. His past experience in a stereotypically macho field brings a more integrated perspective to the softer field of personal growth not often seen. A co-founder of Imagine Miracles, he passionately believes everyone is unique and the creator of their own life. It is his desire to inspire and empower men, women, organizations, and families to find success and happiness by designing and creating a life fueled by their desires. Vince was an absolute delight to chat with as our energies resonated. His generous spirit has also arranged a section on his website dedicated to the Ethical Evolution podcast listeners. Check it out at imaginemiracles.com forward slash Bindi. Welcome, Vince, to the Ethical Evolution. Thank you so much, Bindi. I'm excited to be here and I appreciate the offer to share and be a part of what you're doing in the world. Yes. Uh, when I stumbled across you, I knew that we had to chat and um, I, I know this is just going to go seamlessly, but uh, for those who don't know who you are, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Well, my name is Vince Kramer. I'm from Colorado, uh, USA. It's, it's very interesting. I just retired, uh, I say just retired, about a year ago from the flying world. I was uh, a major airline pilot for 29 years, plus a military pilot before that. I think, but the, the most exciting thing that, that I want to share is that I, I decided to retire early because it was time for me to step into my purpose and time for me to start living the, the life that I knew I was supposed to live. And Bindi, when I say I knew I was supposed to live, I told my grandmother at five years old that I wanted to help people love themselves so they could love others. And then it took me in the neighborhood of 45 years to get back to that, uh, what that little five-year-old knew. So now I own a business with my wife, Mary. It's called Imagine Miracles. And we're really helping people remember why they came to earth and then how to step into it fully by discovering that blueprint and then how to live it and create the life that would come from that blueprint. That's incredible. And I mean, I've got to ask you, Vince, I mean, how do you go from being an airline pilot to being so spiritually focused? Um, I mean, you know, I understand you, you met your, your current wife and and that's how that all unfelt. But, you know, people will be like, you know, you've come from the military, you've 
you're an airline pilot. How does that happen? Well, the, you know, the, the interesting thing is I, I, I think we all carry our spirituality with us through our lives. And um, uh, we can talk about this later if you want, but uh, we have to forget our spirituality for a time uh, to, to be able to become who we are and to develop these special gifts and talents that we have. For me, it was very interesting. I, uh, we teach at Imagine Miracles about wake-up calls. And we started to teach that, you know, we, we have to understand that we're constantly getting messages from the universe. We're constantly getting promptings. And most of us don't pay attention. And we don't pay attention to those ones that are fairly quiet, fairly subdued. And we call those at Imagine Miracles, we call them our conscious wake-ups. And I had them my entire life. I just didn't realize it until my eyes and my mind was open to the possibilities of all of that. But, you know, things like, man, I'm doing everything I was told to do and I'm still not happy. That's that's a, a big conscious wake up. Um, something's missing in my life. I experienced that through uh, the first 48 years of my life. Actually, you got to take the first five years off until grandpa started telling me how I was <laughs> supposed to live. But so, so 43 years of my life, anyhow, there was always something missing along the way. So th those are the conscious wake ups. And then if we don't pay attention to those little wake up calls, what do we get? We get bigger ones and bigger ones. The universe is here to help us in, in any way, shape or form it can. And my big ones were first 9-11. Uh, I lost a friend in Pennsylvania. He was the captain of the flight that went down there. Oh, wow. I actually flew that flight one week prior. Uh, oh, if, so if it was 9-4 instead of 9-11, it probably would have been me in Pennsylvania. But my grandfather taught me to compete, be the best, um, know that I was always better than everyone else. And I just kind of blew off that wake-up call. And then United Airlines goes bankrupt and you know, I lost 60% of my pay. I lost all my retirement. Uh, the position I was holding was threatened. And I really stopped believing in loyalty for a while at that time because of that experience. But my dad taught me. So all these wonderful things that the men in my life have taught me, my dad taught me it was my responsibility to make sure that I provided for my family and that I had to have a good retirement when I was done working. So I went out and just blew off that wake up call, went out and got some businesses, uh, pretzel businesses actually. <laughs> and, and that was going to be my retirement with uh, my ex-wife, Martha. But what happened was, you know, good old Dr. Atkins comes in the picture mm. and, and now we're not supposed to eat carbs. And the pretzel stores just took a dive right after we we bought them. And it took me three years of working many more hours than I should. And, you know, my flying job at that time, I was teaching in the training center in Denver, uh, 95 hour weeks sometimes trying to keep those stores afloat and, and to do my job. And what happens? You know, I wasn't available for the other parts of my life. And I came home one day and my ex-wife said, I'm not happy anymore. I don't want to be married. And I finally had a wake-up call that got my attention. Mm. 
So I started looking for what was missing and it was me that was missing. But, you know, just like everyone else, Bindi, I started following just another set of rules. So I went from my grandfather's set of rules and what it meant to be a man to actually one of my mentors set of rules, Jack Canfield. I I wanted to get on stage and I wanted to help people grow and I wanted to talk about goals and vision and, and all of that. But nothing seemed to quite be working. And what I realized was all I did was step into somebody else's rules and I wasn't living mine. Mm. Mm. And about that time, uh, my current wife, Mary, and my business partner came back into my life. We actually met each other 10 years earlier than that. And she, we were divorcing at the exact same time. She came back in my life. We were hanging out as friends and she started talking spirituality. And you know, I, I, I felt what she was saying, but I didn't quite believe what she was saying. I grew up Catholic, 12 years of Catholic school. And I, I agreed with, you know, the things that we should be taking care of each other. But when she started talking, we're all one and all this stuff. And, and I'm God just because I'm part of that one true energy. And it was like, I, I just don't know what you're talking about. So being a scientist of sorts, I, I graduated with an engineering degree and I love science. I started diving into the science to prove her wrong. Mm. And the deeper I got, the more I proved her right. And the deeper I got, the more I proved her right. And so I started listening to what she was sharing and I started to read books, but I still didn't have that wake, wake up call. I still didn't have my awakening. And it, it took a little while longer, about five or six months plus some things happening in my life and I had that awakening. Do you want me to, do you want me to share about that story? Go on. Yeah, please. Okay. All right. So it's very interesting. So after, after I started to go out and look for myself, I started getting involved with all these uh, workshops and seminars on, on how to build the business and how to, to share it, how to, how to be a coach. I, I mean, I coached my entire life, uh, especially teaching flying, but how, how to be a coach in, in a way that would, would help people instead of um, teaching the things that I was teaching at the time. And I signed up for this crazy workshop that I didn't know anything about, but all my friends said, you got to go to this. This is amazing. You'll love it. Uh, come to find out, they all told me how amazing it was, but none of them had ever gone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Mary and I started getting closer. We were no longer drinking buddies that were sharing spiritual stories. And the night before this workshop that I was going to, Mary and I uh, spent some time up in Aspen, Colorado, and we had a little bit too much to drink. And in the little bit too much to drink and um, becoming closer as uh, a man and a woman instead of, of just friends, we were having a conversation and she, in her semi I don't want to say drunken state. Uh, 
she, she was feeling good. Let's just put it that way. She said, I see this woman next to you and this is what she looks like. And she described her dress and it was like, Oh my God, that's my grandmother. She's talking about right down to the, the flowers on the apron that I remembered. And then she shared, and there's a little girl next to her. And she shared about this little blonde girl, what this little blonde girl looked like and in her dress and, uh, right down to her white stockings and black platen leather shoes. And you know, I, I had enough to drink that, okay, I was accepting that she saw this. And we talked about being able to see energies, uh, but I still wasn't along for the ride for that one yet. So um, I was supposed to be at this event. So I got up at like two o'clock in the morning, drove to the airport, flew to Vancouver for a five-day event that from six in the morning till midnight, so 18 hours, you would sit in a dyad with one of the other 200 plus people. So knee to knee with someone and you would spend 20 minutes together. The first person would ask the other person, tell me who you are. And the other person would answer. And all you could say back was thank you. And then it happened the other way. And and that other person would ask. And then you would answer. And, and it started out, you know, I'm a pilot. I'm a son. I'm a brother. And, you know, all the way through that, um, it was almost like basic training. We were tired. And we were eating vegan. And, and I'm six foot five, <laughs> 240 pounds. I'm not a vegan kind of guy. <laughs> So, you know, my, even my energy w was down. So uh, as things wore down, it was like the ego stepped aside or a little further aside and you started realizing who you were. So I did have an awakening, actual physical awakening where my body started to shake and I realized I'm everything and I'm nothing. But the big Vince, you got to pay attention, grab me by the shirt collar and shake me. Five times during that workshop, someone told me that I see a little blonde girl next to you. And I said, tell me what she's wearing. And every time the person, the other person explained exactly what this girl was wearing the way that Mary explained it. And it was, oh, my God, I need to pay attention to this. Mm. And. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I know you've been to workshops like that. At the end of the workshop, they take a couple hours. Your last period is to shut you down a little bit. Mm. So you don't go out in the world with your heart wide open mm. because you, you, know, you can get hurt. You don't know how to deal with it. People might not accept you because I was, I was full of love when, when I was ready to leave there. And it was like, I'm not, I'm not going to this. I'm not going to go shut down. I'm going to get on an airplane. I'm going to fly home. And Mary's going to tell me about this little blonde girl. So we, I get home, you know, she's still working, takes her a while to get there. We go for this long walk. She explains who the little blonde girl is. And it was somebody, this little blonde girl, she was told in a channeling that this little blonde girl was the energy that would be associated with the man that was going to come into her life, that those, the man and Mary were going to live their purpose together. Oh my God. <laughs> right. Right. 
So what does Vince Locke on channeling? What is channeling? <laughs> and she says, you know, this is when some person, you know, gets out of the way, lets the energies come through and talks to you. And it was like, that's witchcraft, you know? And she said, no, no, you know, I've been to channelings and everything, but I had promised myself when I started to, to go out and find what was missing that I would try anything. And then I would decide, does it work for me or not? Mm. And then I, I still teach every single one of the people that come work with us the same thing. Give me seven weeks of your time or give me a year of your time if you choose a bigger program. And then at the end of it, you want to say, nope, it's not for me. Then, then let it go, mm. but at least open yourself up. So I said to Mary, I want a channeling. And she said, are you sure? And I said, yep, I want a channeling. So she scheduled me a channeling. And I, I went with her and her mother to this place about 25 miles from Colorado Springs. And uh, we went to this lady's house. Very nice lady. We sat down. We had tea. Um, she's asking me questions. She just, I think she was you know, I thought she was pumping me for information, Bindi, so she could use it in her channeling. That's what I thought was going mm. on. But I think she was just trying to relax me and make it okay. So we go back for this channeling, and everything that happened, I was justifying. So it got a little darker in the room. Oh, there's clouds outside. Um, when she started letting the energies come into her, it was like, wow, she's a great actress because I could sign, saw her change yep. a little bit. Started talking. Oh, she's a really great actress. She can change her voice and, and all that great stuff. And uh, so I justified, justified, justified. So the, the first energy that came in was Archangel Michael. And he spent about 30 minutes through her talking to me about my childhood, um, what I was here to do, why I experienced what I experienced in my life. And Mary and I had had so many talks, I just justified once again, Mary told her, Mary told her, Mary told her. About 30 minutes, 35 minutes into the, the channeling, um, Michael says, there's another energy that wants to come and talk to you right now. Are you willing? And at this point, sure, you know, it, I was being entertained. Plus, <laughs> you know, I was I was getting information. So I watched her body change a little bit. Um, her her face had a, a different look on it, which is unusual for channels to to go through those body mm -hmm. type of things. She started talking completely different voice, very jovial, and. The energy introduced himself as Archangel Raphael. Archangel Raphael is the angel for, of healing for those who don't know. And he started talking to me and he said, you are here to heal hearts and you are here to open hearts, but you have to heal yours and open yours first. And it was like, okay, I'm willing to do that. I know I'm kind of closed down. I know I got a bit of a wall up there. And he said, and I'm going to do it with red hair, blue eyed people. And justification, Mary's oldest is red hair, blue eyes. And there was three other people that had come into my life in the last four or five months that had red hair, blue eyes. So I thought, okay, Mary was telling her about the people in our life. Da, 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 da. And then he said, as an example, young man, do you remember walking through the Walmart store last week 
And there was a little boy that stood up in his stroller and stared at you and wouldn't take his eyes off you. And as you walked by, he leaned over to keep watching you and he fell out of his stroller and his mom caught him just before he hit the floor. That little boy had red hair, blue eyes. And I went, oh, I went exactly (laughs) what you did, Bendy. Oh, my God, I have got to start paying attention here. This is real. Stop trying to justify all this stuff. Uh, You've got an opportunity here. Uh, Through that, the, the rest of that channeling, what it came down to is that I'm here to help people do just what I shared that I'm here to do. And they said, we are going to come to you every night and help you get the information that you need to put into your programs. We'll help you find books. We'll tell you concepts that people aren't talking about. And, and this, these need to go into your programs. And if you want to know who's bringing the information with your eyes closed, Look up, and if it's blue, it's Archangel Michael. If it's green, it's Archangel Raphael. If it's yellow, it's Ra the Sun God. And if it's red, it's a feminine energy that we're not ready to tell you yet. And it happened. Every single night, it happened. And I would wake up at 2 in the morning, and I would take notes or... Uh, or I wouldn't take notes, but as soon as I got up in the morning, I would take notes. And finally, Mary said to me, Bindi, you're an airline pilot, dude. <laughs> you can't be you can't be getting up at two o'clock in the morning with all this energy coming in and and expect to be safe out there flying. Mm. So she said, would you be interested in channeling? And I said, no, nope. <laughs> nope, it's not going to happen. About a year of her trying to convince me, I finally said, okay, I'll give it a try. Mm. And at that point, I started channeling the energies through for her. She took notes so I didn't have to and I could sleep at the night during the night. <clears throat> and then I had this amazing mentor that called me on the carpet one day and said, when are you going to be authentic with the world? And I said, what do you mean? I'm, I'm more authentic than most people would ever think about doing. And she said, you've been given a gift and you're not using it. Mm. You need to get out and channel. So that's my awakening and the journey towards um, being a clear conscious channel. And uh, I, I, I listened to your episode with Jason and Jason's talking about being a lawyer and a psychic can you imagine mm. being an airline pilot <laughs> in a channel? <laughs> I mean, I can understand flying in the heavens, but this is getting a little ridiculous. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You know, um, this is your captain speaking. And I was talking to Archangel Michael last night and he wanted me to share. You know? So so I, I shut myself down and was very, very careful. And then with the opportunity after retiring, um, I, I've opened up channeling to, to the world. That's incredible. Like, wow, 
What a story. And as, as you were telling me that, like, there's so many things to unpack there, um, you know, and, and the synergies that you and I have. And, and no doubt if you've listened to the show, you, you would know some of those already. Um, mm. But, you know, um, I've spoken to many psychics and intuitives recently um, who've made me see my talents as well. And I've kind of gone, oh, okay, it all makes sense now. And I recently had a healing um, with an intuitive who was on the show and um, they said to me, um, you're, you're an earth angel. You were sent here um, to be the change. And I went, really? Really? And um, anyway, the podcast is channeled to me uh, through my grandmother. She sends me the messages on every, like the agency, everything. It's all coming through her. And so all the people who are coming on the show are being called to me to also be part of that change. And I was like, okay, this all makes sense now. I can see it all unfold in front of me. And as you were saying uh, previously about, you know, the messages around us, when you've got that consciousness, it's so easy to see them, you know, just just the simple things that sort of pop up. And you go, oh, well, I knew that was going to happen. Or like I freak people out all the time because I'll be like, I'll jump ahead and I'll say the next thing that they're about to do or that they're already doing. And I was like, oh, sorry. I've done it again. Um, so it's sort of like I can see the things coming before they happen and it's just it's it's so freaky sometimes. But, um, you know, another thing that came through and what you're telling in your story um, that I've learnt as well is that, you know, in awakening and in growth, um, it's not so much about getting back up but it's the fall, you know, and when you get those wake-up calls, I always say it's a bit like a trampoline. You can't get up if you if you don't fall down. So it's all about the growth and getting back up again. And when and that's all part of that awakening. So when you listen to that, you're not going to fall quite so much anymore. So it's all about that cycle of understanding yourself and listening to yourself and the universe and the messages it's trying to give you. Um, so you know, for some people it takes a long time to learn that. Um, but I guess what we're trying to do is teach people to get on that train sooner. You know, one of the the things that uh, I, I've learned through my journey, um, first, first of all, I want to share that um, the, the psychic a part of it, you know, happened quite a bit earlier uh, in, in feeling people, understanding people. My my what you would call psychic abilities um, have actually diminished some because of letting the energies through. Mm. There, there's some pretty high energies that come through, and it's it's really kind of put me in a state of I don't trust myself sometimes. And I I know I've heard everybody share this. But I don't trust myself because the the messages that come through are so right on when you're, you know, you're talking these higher dimensional energies that I don't feel like I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> because they're they're so amazing. But what I wanted to share with what you just said was that um, in the work that we're doing as we help people uncover that blueprint that they had before they even chose their parents, that everything that's happened in our lives has been created or co-created by that non-physical part of us that, that still remembers the mission mm. that still remembers why we're here. And 
the the ups and downs are, are so important. So what we've learned to do is take people back to all the ups and downs to find what gift and talent was developed through that mm. and and what you've learned and what you're ready to take out into the world. And then as you you uncover the the energy of you, then you cover uncover the gifts, which are the gift, which is the gifts and talents in the process. Then you find your divine intent, which is what we call our why now, right? Everybody's looking for their why. That divine intent, the the intent that you brought into the world, then then all of a sudden, as soon as you uncover that divine intent, we can take every ba- everybody back to everything that they've done in their life and show them how they've been living their purpose all along the way. Mm. And you want to talk about starting to tear down the wall around your heart when you realize I've always been living my purpose and now I'm expanding into living it even more. Uh, and that's the, that's the name of the game. I've, I've heard you share and I've heard lots of people share it. If we're living the full unique purpose of us and everybody else is going to be able to start living theirs and we wouldn't have a war in Ukraine and we wouldn't have the separation that we have in our country right now. Mm. So, you know, that that's that's my goal. That's what I'm here for. Uh, that's what it means to help people love themselves so they can love others. And, you know, we're seeing the trend already um, in the last couple of years, you know, since what's happened to the world. Um, people are, are walking away from, you know, traditional life and, and trying to find their purpose. You know, like the great resignation, everybody's looking for something that has meaning and, and, and what means something to them. Um, so we're seeing that change starting to evolve now, which leads me to the question that I've got for you, Vince, is why are people so afraid of change? Well, I, I don't think as the true us that we're afraid of change. But we, when we came into this earth, we needed an operating system. So we chose our parents, we chose where we lived, and we developed that operating system. Some people call it our personality, and some people call it the ego. It's the exact same thing. Our ego and our personality is the exact same thing. And the personality that we developed is the operating system that we need to live our why fully. But things happened in our lives. We created and co-created things that were traumatic. We created things that the, the, the personality, our main personality, we just didn't know how to deal with. And because we didn't know how to deal with it, we needed another personality to deal with that problem. And so we've developed all kinds of sub-personalities to keep us safe from those things that we didn't know how to deal with. Well, they kind of expand their realm, if you will. And the only thing that they want to do is keep us safe. Now, we have to remember that whenever they were formed, that's the age of that personality. So if it was formed at three or four or five years old, it's a three or four or five-year-old. Mm. And now this three or four or five-year-old, we have an opportunity out in front of us, and they start doing whatever they can to keep us safe. They don't want people to to, um, look 
look down on us. They don't want us to fail. Uh, all the things that that we built them for, they're just working their energetic tails off, if you will, to keep us from stepping into something where we might get hurt. They don't care if we're unhappy. They don't care if anything. So I, I don't think it's it's definitely not our soul, right? That's holding us back. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think it's our main personality. I think it's these sub personalities that don't want us to step into the unknown and be hurt. Mm -hmm. That's all the voices in our head. But, you know, even the greats, Wayne Dyer used to say, get rid of the ego. Mm -hmm. we, we can't, they're part of us. And they're not going to go anywhere. So instead of getting rid of them, we need to learn to work with them. Mm -hmm. We need to find out where they were formed and then show them, I don't need you anymore to save me there, but could you help me here? Mm. And, and now we're, we're bringing a team together because, um, and, and, and we can move beyond our beliefs and we can work with those ego personalities because now our brain is fully formed. We have that reasoning capability in the frontal lobe now, and we can look back and tell that little three-year-old, oh, I understand why you felt that way, but I'm in control here now. I, I got it. I know there's no, there was no reason for me when my mom and dad fought to believe that there's something wrong with me. Mm. I, I, I know that it wasn't me. It was them now. So you don't need to protect me. And, and now we've got a bigger team. And we can then use them to help us move beyond these beliefs that are holding us back and not letting us really step fully into the, the darkness of the unknown. Mm. And, you know, something that just um, came up for me there um, as you were finishing your remark was, you know, people like us, we're the ones that actually bring that light to the darkness um, and, and to bring that consciousness forward. Um, and, you know, I just, I just love that, you know, we just, we know our people, we know our tribe <laughs> and, and the connection is just seamless. Like you're on the other side of the world and, you know, we, we can feel the energy right now um, regardless of where we are because we are one um, as, as you were trying to um, alliterate earlier. Now, uh, Vince, one other thing I wanted to ask you, and I, I love this question um, because I don't get to talk to too many airline pilots, um, but, you know, with your wisdom that you now have, um, is there any kind of life lessons you can share with us that you can take from the cockpit and share with others? Wow, what a great question. Um, first of all, it takes a team. Mm. It, it takes a team. We... No, no matter how much we think we know or how much we've got it together, um, when, especially when things get tough, it's nice to have someone to bounce things off of. It's nice to have someone to bring their expertise in or their way of looking things at things because they're not under the gun. And, and, one of the, the things that we try to do in Imagine Miracles is form a community of like-minded, like-hearted people. And like-hearted, like-minded doesn't mean that they agree with everything that you say. 
like-minded, like-hearted doesn't mean that they're going to lower their vibration into a lower vibration to meet you where you're at when you're in a low vibration. It means that they're going to hold their vibration so we can use entrainment and, and the, the lower vibration can come up to meet the higher vibration. So community is, is huge. Uh, that, that's really big. Um, I, I would say if, if I was sharing and I tried to share it in a few words on what my true purpose is, it's to help people get to their chosen destination. So you need to have your blueprint or you need to have your map or programmed into your navigation system where you're going. And you have to know what that definition is. So uh, I, I think it's very important that everybody understands that your destination, your true destination, you chose before you came to this earth. So you need to under uncover it and you need to realize that um, your path will be straighter if you're following the blueprint instead of wandering around and because you're going to get to your divine intent. Mm. You're going to live your why before you die, but why not do it now so you can experience the legacy that you're here to leave before you ever go? Oh, I love that. Live your why before you die. I love it. It's like so simple. So simple. <laughs> and so hard. Oh, I know, right? Um, so a friend of mine and I, we often debate on this topic and I'd love to get your opinion on it because um, I truly believe that even the bad things that happen in the world all happen for a reason. Um, but do you think, I mean, like, why, why do bad things happen to good people? Well... First of all, it's a definition thing because mm. it, I just shared that the things that happen in our life that have been created or co-created by mm. uh, and, and part of our energy stream, that, yeah. that knowing part of us. And the things that we think are the worst things that are happening to us are usually the ones that the biggest gift comes from. Um, it, let's talk about someone who was molested as a child. I will guarantee you, if you've been molested as a child, somewhere in your divine intent is to help people through their trauma. Somewhere in there. And without the experience of it, and without the understanding of the energy that you feel, then you're not going to be able to help them step fully into their why. Um, I, I, th there's no way that I have the tools and the understanding to help somebody who's been sexually molested. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I, the, the things that we think are bad that's happened are, are really just to prepare us for the magnificence that we are. Now, the other bad stuff that happens is resistance. So uh, as you know, our, our world our planet and all the beings on it, we're on an upward trajectory of our vibration. Mm. And we're getting ready to step into 2027 where the, the 
the collective is moved far enough that we start moving into the we consciousness. That change means that energy has to unfold, enfold, first of all. So the energy of what's happening in the world right now has to enfold. So then it could be unfolded into the new consciousness. Mm. When energy enfolds and unfolds, it creates chaos. Look at the chaos in our country, in the U.S. Look at the chaos in our world. Mm. We are moving into a very, very important vibrational change in 2027. And that's why we're experiencing some of the bad that we're seeing. The, the fear of those who are at a low vibration and don't want to raise their vibration. And I'm not saying consciously, subconsciously. Yeah. Um, they're, they're fighting the wake-up calls. They're fighting the, the conscious wake-ups. They're fighting the, the crisis wake-ups. If you look at the world right now, there's a lot of people that aren't willing to raise their vibration and they're falling away. Mm. There's a, there's a lot of death on our planet right now. Yeah. So they're, they're just kind of falling away. So that, that chaos looks bad to us. Why are we fighting? Why is there war? Why are um, the political figures not getting along? Why do we have problems between blacks and whites? And why is it coming up again right now so so hugely? It's because we're in that chaos time. Yeah, and I guess it kind of comes back to the thing that I say quite a lot on this show, and that is, you know, what I do today impacts your tomorrow. Because we are in this one planet and this one community and this one consciousness, it's all that one energy. So we're all connected through it. And, you know, what like I was saying before, we can feel each other's energy right here. We can also feel that energy in the Ukraine and everywhere else right now. So it's no wonder. It just well, blows my mind. Now, the, the question that I would ask everybody to think about is, if there are no mistakes or coincidences in the universe, and that's what quantum physics tells us, mm -hmm. if there are no mistakes or coincidences, what is the war in Ukraine showing us? Mm. What's it showing us about us individually? What's it showing us about ourselves collectively? Everything's a mirror in the universe. Yeah. So there's a lesson in this war, and, and there's something that each of us as individuals should be looking at what's this message for me? And then, and only then, can we look at it as a collective of what's the message for us? It's an inside job first. Yeah, totally. And, you know, you're right because, I mean, it, everything is a mirror because that's how the whole psychic work work works as well, you know, is, is we're putting out what we're giving back. So, um, yeah, it's oh, – I just find it so fascinating. I could talk about it all day, um, as could you, no doubt. Um, now, Vince, I love asking this question also. What does being ethical mean to you? I think the easiest way that we could look at ethics is to become in touch with our hearts and live from there. It, it's, it's being honest with ourselves because Ethically treating someone else a certain way or 
or treating someone with a cer- certain set of morals or values is is all once again an inside job mm. and it's and it's a subconscious thing that happens inside of us that we don't even realize happens sometimes so i would say um, to live an ethical world we each need to get to know that we're everything and to accept and love the everything in us and then we can uh, open our hearts and treat everyone the same I love that answer. And you know what? I have asked that question at least a hundred times, I reckon. And um, what came up for me as you were speaking was that the outcome of ethics is always love. Mm-hmm. That penny only just dropped for me now. Thank you very is much, there anything? <laughs> is there anything else? Exactly, exactly. Now, Vince, if people want to find out more about you and Imagine Miracles, where can they go? Well, I'm going to make it real easy to learn about us and to honor you and your guests. So if everyone goes to imaginemiracles.com forward slash Bindi, there's an opportunity for you to get a free download of what we call Take Your Next Step. And it walks you through some of the, the content and ways that we work with people to help you find your next step just by going through the the worksheet. Uh, Also, there'll be a download of a chapter that I have in a book with Jack Canfield, The Chicken Soup for the Soul Guy. Yep. Um, You can download that. And then for the first 10 guests that come from this podcast, Mary and I will do a Your Life, Your Way breakthrough session with you. We'll sit down We'll find out where you are right now, find out the place that you feel you're the most stuck, and then give you some ways to move beyond that obstacle. And then this is really special because the story I told you is going to be in a memoir that's going to be released in June. So there'll be an opportunity if you want to to, uh, get involved with uh, the book and to help uh, make us bestsellers, uh, that opportunity will be there too on that page. So imagine miracles, all one word.com forward slash Bindi. You heard it here, folks. You cannot forget that URL and we'll include it in the show notes. Um, that is very, very generous of you. Thank you so much, Vince. No, you're welcome. Now, my last final question for you is what's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I would love for each individual to find out just how unique and special they are and to understand that your combination of gifts and talents, there's no one else in the world that has them. Of the 7.8 plus billion people in the world, nobody has the exact combination that you have, which means there's people out there looking for you to live the life that they're meant to live. And by sharing your gifts and talents, you're truly living the life that you're meant to live. And what will happen through that? We will find that we are all one. And we'll understand that love is the only real, true, 
emotion and experience that we're here for, which means then the world will come together as one and will bring heaven to earth. Sounds like a John Lennon song, doesn't it? Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Vince, for being an incredible guest on the show. I have loved every moment with you and I got a feeling this isn't going to be the last time we chat. Um, So thank you so much for being a part of the ethical evolution. Thanks for having me. I so appreciate you and what you're doing in the world. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. DC, I host the rock podcast Back to the Arena, the interviews. It's about a 30 minute podcast where I talk one on one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Electric Ass. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Electric acid.